I'm a covenant man. Living in the riches of my Lord and King, I'm a covenant man. Committed to Him in everything I do believe He'll come again. And I know one thing I'm gonna do till then is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham. Now, moving on into today's message. I'm excited. Things are going to change today because it takes the scripture for things to change. And we're going to go through a lot of scripture. Now, I hear that there is a scripture putter upper par excellence. And so uh, get, your, get your fingers ready because we're going <laughs> to. But the Lord directed me, <clears throat> we're going to open in prayer. And it's very interesting. Last night as I was in the hotel room and I was praying over the service, um, just all of a sudden he directed me to open this service with a prayer based on Acts chapter 4 and verse 29, starting in verse 29. And now, Lord, observe, this is the Amplified Classic uh, version. Observe their threats and grant to your bondservants full freedom to declare your message fearlessly. While you stretch out your hand to cure and to perform signs and wonders through the authority and by the power of the name of your holy child and servant, Jesus. Amen. Satan's been brought to nothing. Zero. We're going to really look, we're going to really look at that in detail later on. All he's got is a threat. Therefore, anything that he has, i.e., sickness, disease, whatever it is, all it has is the threat. But how many know there's some threats going about? Particularly if you've had something that has lingered or drunk out. Because just like just like trees can talk to you, sickness and disease can talk to you. And it issues threats. You're never going to get this. You're going to die with this. You won't make it another two months. You might not make it. You may wake up tomorrow dead. You know how it goes. The threat. The threat. The threat. Behold their threatenings. Yes. Behold their threatenings. But we will declare your word fearlessly. Amen. Father, we come before you today. Hallelujah. Behold their threats, Lord. 
but we behold your word. And we know your word says that you reach out your hand to cure, to heal. And signs and wonders will be done today through the authority and by the power of the name of your holy child, Jesus. And we give you all the glory and all the honor for it right now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We're going to start off now. Pastor kind of, you know, he's been telling you about my spiritual heritage and, and lineage and things like that. So how many of you can guess the first scripture we're going to open to today? Mark 11, yes. chapter 22, Mark 11, ch or, I mean chapter 11, verse 22, and then we're immediately going to go to Romans 4, even though we're starting in uh, Mark chapter 11, and we may not be going quite where you think we're going. Mark 11, verse 22. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. Now Romans 4. Romans chapter 4, and we're going to begin in verse 16. And we're going to go down through verse 21. Hey, there we go. I just made you, I'll just read along with you. And this is going to be in the King James Version. <clears throat> Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. How many of you know grace provided it, faith grabs hold of it? Yeah. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end that the promise might be sure to all the seed. The promise. Now, you could say covenant there that the covenant may be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Yes. Verse 17, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God. He believed God. Have faith in God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak, not weak, not weak in faith, he considered not his own body. He considered it not. Now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the covenant of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. That would be not weak in faith. He was strong in faith, giving glory to God. 
and being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was able also to perform. Now, I've got a couple questions. You notice, first of all, he was fully persuaded. That's pretty much the definition of faith. Fully persuaded. But now I've got a couple questions for you. Who are we told and who did Abraham have faith in? We just read it in two different scriptures. Have faith in God. Okay. Who's that? I mean, what's, what's God? The word God is simply a derivative of the German word Gott. G-O-T-T. Some people use that to describe a dog. Some people really appreciate trees and they call trees God. There are other religions that assign the name God to different entities, people. So that's question number one. Who or what did Abraham have faith in? Question number two. What, besides God, what was it that Abraham was fully persuaded of? Put verse 21 back up there. I want to read this the way most people, including people in quote-unquote our circles, read this. Most of them read this. And Abraham being fully persuaded of what God said. That's the way they, they think about it in their minds because they're thinking covenant. He had faith in the covenant. But that's not what that says. It says that Abraham was fully persuaded that what God said, he was able to perform it. So what was it that convinced Abraham he was able to do the outlandish things that he had promised? Go with me to Genesis chapter 17. I still most of the time say turn with me, but most of the time it's more scroll with me, punch the verse, turn the phone on, whatever. Okay, so, and when Abram was 90 years old and nine. Okay, so this is the time period that we're talking about because we just read that he was about 100. Well, that's just about as close to 100 as you can get. So this is the time period that we are talking about right here. When Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared unto Abram and he said unto him, I am the almighty God. Glory to God. I am 
the Almighty God. Now, here's something very interesting that you may not have known. Abraham did not really know who God was until then. Stay with me on this. Stay with me. Abraham started having interactions with the Lord in chapter 12. But every time that the, the Lord interacted with... Uh, oh, Lord, sometimes the, the iPad gets smarter than you are. <laughs> every time the Lord appears, for example... Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord said to Abram, Get thee out of your country from your kindred, from your father's house. And I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you. I will bless them that bless thee. Curse him that curses thee. And then on down a few verses. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And, build an, and he built an altar unto the Lord. Every time that he appears unto Abram, he says, the Lord appeared unto him. Or the Lord said. Now, we know the Lord as Jehovah. If you look up the Lord, the first definition of it is the Jewish national name of God. We know, we, we know that concept. What's the United States national name for God? God. It's in God we trust. It's on our buildings. It's in our documents. The U.S. national name for God is God. You've got people all over this country going to church. They're, they're, they're paying their tithes. They're, you know, they don't cheat on their, their wives. Because we go to church, we're Christians, we believe in God. How many of those people do you think have a full understanding of who God is? Very, very few. But they have faith to a certain degree. They believe in God. Well, Abram believed in God. But nowhere until chapter 17 does he know who that really is. I mean, you've got lots of interactions. Go with me. Let's look at some things in chapter 15. Chapter 15 is what we would call an event-intense chapter. <laughs> There's a lot of things happen in chapter 15. Genesis chapter 15. Verse 1, after all these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abram's response was, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless? Okay, this might just be me, but that does not sound like fully persuaded to me. Okay, so let's go a little further down. And uh, the, the word tells us, And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him. The word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be your heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels 
shall be thine heir. We all know this promise. It's wonderful. And he took him outside. And he showed him the stars. And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give thee this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? That doesn't sound like fully persuaded. Then we go on down and the Lord's merciful, gracious. He works with us. He's like, come on, come on. So what does he do next? Well, it's time to kill the animals. And he tells them how to split the animals. There's blood involved. And it came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. In the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram saying, unto thy seed have I given this land. So now we have a covenant involved. Blood of animals has been shed. The only problem is 16 comes after 15, and we got chapter 16 coming up. Where Abram and Sarah say, you know... I think we need to help the Lord out here. <laughs> we, 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 got, we, got to, we got to help the Lord here. And um, I don't see any indication that Abraham tried to talk Sarah out of this idea. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. They were both in this together. And Sarah said to Abram, my wrong be upon you. Husbands. Welcome to the job description. Goes with the job, but that's okay. We're well able with the Lord's help. But anyway, that does not seem to me like Abram was fully persuaded. We've got a covenant involved at this point. The Lord said, I will make a covenant with you this day. But we have all of chapter 16. Now, Everything that happened from chapter 12 to the beginning of chapter 16 was 10 years. One decade. All of those interactions between the Lord and showing him the stars and the, 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 the smoking furnace. All of that happened in 10 years. If you include the gestation period of Ishmael from the beginning of 16 to the beginning of 17 is 14 years Without a word from the Lord. Nothing. Now the Lord's got to turn this ship around. Because I don't know if you noticed, but when Abram went into uh, Hagar, a baby was produced. So at that point, Abram was still able to produce children. But now, in 17, he's not. And Sarah never has been able to. So in this particular situation, things went from bad to worse. We got to do something to turn this thing around. So what does the Lord do? He reveals his name. I am the almighty God. 
There's three things that take place in chapter 17 that hadn't taken place previously. He revealed to Abraham, Abram, his name. Then there was a name change ceremony as part of this covenant, and God incorporated his name into Abram's name, and he became Abraham. That's number two. Now, Abraham is a carrier of the name of God. Then the third thing is there's another covenant cut. You don't enter into a covenant. You cut the covenant. And this time, man's blood's involved. It's, it's really is not meant to be crude in any way, but Abraham literally had skin in the game. Man's blood was involved in this covenant. Now, my assignment today involves the first two. The name and the name change. Pastors already teach a strong on covenant. And Brother Copeland right now, you notice it at the conference, woo! Covenant is coming forth. So, I am not by any stretch of any imagination, diminishing the covenant. Our weekly broadcast is named Covenant Living because everything we experience as Christians in our day-to-day -day lives comes through covenant one way or another. So don't think for a moment that I am diminishing the importance of covenant. You, in reality and in function, you cannot separate name and covenant. That's right. We will today a little bit for purposes of study. Because Abraham had to know who backed the covenant before he could receive what was in the covenant. For example, if Joe Smith walked up to me on the street and he said, you know what, I like you. I just, you know, I don't know, I just took a liking to you. I'll tell you what I want to do. I want to give you more money than you have any way to spend. I, want to, I, want to, I just want to give you a house in the, in, the, in the mountains, one on the beach too. Don't worry about your kids. Bless God, I'm going to send them all to college. I'm going to take care of everything. Don't you worry about it. Oh, okay. I appreciate the sentiment. You know, he's, you know, being nice and everything. But, okay, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. I'll believe it when I see it. I don't know Joe Smith from Joe Smith. But now, if, say... Donald Trump, or Sam Walton were to come up to me on the street and say the same thing, I'm calling mama. I'm saying, hey, whoa, hey, hey. Because I don't have a doubt in the world that that man has the ability to do what he just told me he was going to do. 
Abraham had to reach the point of being fully persuaded. The Diamond in Your Household of Faith is a must-read for every man and woman, married or planning to be married. Dr. David Weider writes in great detail to help you understand the worth and value of one of God's greatest gifts. He takes complex biblical truths and makes them easy to understand for every reader. You'll learn not only how valuable, but also how strong the virtuous, prudent, and good wife is in the sight of God. It elevates the woman to a place of honor that her Heavenly Father intended. David Weider breaks through incorrect religious doctrine by allowing the Bible to interpret the Bible and bringing context to scripture references often void of it. It is only through this truth that we can truly be powerful and effective in our prayers and entire lives. Find out the secret to a healthy, amazing marriage in the diamond in your household of faith. Order your copy today at davidweeder.org. Hey, I'm telling you, you need to go ahead and get that book today. All this material is in that book and it'll bless your heart. But the principles won't matter if love has not been shed abroad in your heart. And that needs to happen today. And in order for that to happen, Jesus needs to be in there. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says, If you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. See, it's the simplest thing in the world. Pray this with me. Jesus. Jesus. I'm asking you. I'm asking you. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. I confess you as Lord today. I confess you as Lord today. Take my life. Take my life. And do something with it. And do something with it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now tell me, was that simple or what? You are now a new creation according to the Word of God. So write us. Tell us about it. Get on Facebook. Send us an email, whatever it takes. But between now and then, don't ever forget that Lynn and I love you. God loves you. He is always for you and never against you. And Jesus is Lord. Thank you, partners and friends, for helping make these broadcasts possible. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, be sure to follow us on Instagram, and you can also listen to our broadcasts on iTunes. Contact us at davidweeder.org or call us at 1-800-988-5380 to send praise reports, request prayer, or for more information about our ministry and how to become a partner. From a covenant,